Welcome to Be Wow, where we talk about yoga, nutrition, and health. My name is MJ. And I'm Rowan. Hey, Rowan. Hey, MJ. So, here we are, our first podcast. I know, exciting. I know, I'm super excited. I'm a little (laughs) bit nervous, too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, I was thinking before we get started, we should probably, like, introduce ourselves a little bit. Sure, yeah, that's a good idea. You want to start? Sure. So, um, I'm originally Palestinian with dual nationality, Jordanian, British, and I obviously do not have a British accent. <laughs> no, you totally ended up with yeah. an American accent. And like some would say it's an American Arab accent, actually. A <laughs> little bit. Um, yeah. Um, I studied uh, nutrition during my master's, have a biology background, and... I'm currently working on my own fitness goals through my nutrition masters, I guess. I know. What Sounds about good. You? Yeah. Um, well, I have, I'm a yoga teacher mm-hmm. and I'm currently studying to get my yoga therapy certification yes. also, which I'm super pumped about. Um, and I also have a master's in public health. So mm-hmm. I studied nutrition a little bit, yeah. but not as extensively as mm-hmm. you did. And, but in public health, obviously we study sort of everything health related and I also have a master's in international studies which Mm -hmm. is not really related but you know made me smart and public health is like really important in nutritional studies as well yeah absolutely like there's a whole sector in nutrition about public health nutrition like it's a thing and there's a whole sector in public health about nutrition yeah because like some public health students they Mm -hmm. um choose nutrition as their track yeah exactly so I didn't choose nutrition my Mm -hmm. track was um community health Mm -hmm. And specifically, I mean, you know my other work, but um, um, nutrition is a big part of it. And like everything they talk about practically in almost every example in every class is about smoking. Yeah. It's like for two, in fact, when I started public health school, I used to smoke. And it was mm-hmm. when I started public health school that I finally, halas, quit smoking. Quit? Like, cold turkey? Cold. Well, there's a, little, <laughs> there's a little bit more to the story. I mean, I couldn't really like be a student at NYU studying public health walking around mm-hmm. smoking cigarettes it yeah. just seemed ridiculous yeah. but also at the time I had this boyfriend mm-hmm. he was kind of like a newer boyfriend we ended up dating for kind of a while <laughs> but for him smoking was like a total deal breaker oh, and okay. I had just recently quit and so like because of that sort of extra motivation I was able to go like six or eight months mm-hmm. without smoking at all the whole time that we were together. And then he turned out to be, you know, a jerk, but whatever. I still quit smoking. <laughs> well, perfect. He helped you with something at least. Yeah. So anyway, um, maybe we should talk a little about why we wanted to do this podcast. What made us think about starting it? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, our conversations in the office, mm-hmm. you know. So Ron and I work together yeah. also. So we spend like regular daytime hours during the week together in mm-hmm. in our office. Yeah. And we're tro- like we both try and stay healthy on the green juices, the salads. Yeah. It's like a topic we usually discuss on a daily basis. Between the two of us? Yeah. yeah we are like usually... I feel like it's kind of like alcoholics. Like they can either be really good for each mm-hmm. other because they can motivate each other mm-hmm. to like... You know, stay on the program, or they can also be really bad for each other. Mm-hmm. You know, they like kind of bring out each other's like little devils yeah. on their shoulders. <laughs> but we usually bring out the good in each other. Yeah. But then <laughs> we got the office feeder, the third new <laughs> person in the office, Katie. <laughs> Not to name any names or anything. Yeah. Well, 
Yeah, Katie. Actually, the blame is on you, Katie, I guess. Yeah. It began with Katie, but it, it kind of <laughs> snowballed. It began with pastries. Pastries. She started, yeah. because we had a, the open house. No, but she brought pastries before that. It was before the open house, which is Well, that's how we knew about, about the pastries yeah. for the open house. Yeah. See, so it is her fault. Yep. Yeah. So it, that's how we came to this mm-hmm. topic, specifically this topic, but also it was kind of like one of the ideas that came, that led us to mm-hmm. maybe doing a, a podcast. Yeah. So should we get into it? Sure. Office feeders. Yeah. What is an office feeder? An office feeder is... What is it? You know, one of the workers in the office who just always brings in unhealthy snacks, baked goods, pizza, pastries, whatever it is, and puts them on the table right next to you, and you just can't resist them, or actually just passes it around and forces you to take some. Yeah, and you know, before we started researching this topic for this episode, I didn't realize that it was like a thing but Mm -hmm. it's like a thing it's actually a thing and like I didn't know the name of it was office feeder until I started doing the research I Mm -hmm. just started googling and checking out like um sweets in the office Mm -hmm. and cakes in the office and um and then I saw that it was like really an actual a a dilemma a well-established thing that other people are struggling with also and you know we all have a job we all work Mm -hmm. so I kind of thought it would be relevant for for everybody. Yeah. So I was reading about sort of the psychology of an office feeder, and oftentimes what it says is, and perhaps not all the times, but um, the psychologists suggest that people who bring in food like that all the time, mm-hmm. they're actually doing it to sort of like ease their own guilt, feelings yeah, of guilt, exactly. because it's like they have made bad choices that Mm. they're not feeling good about Mm. and so to ease their sense of guilt if they get other people Mm -hmm. you know what they say what's that expression misery loves company yeah they can get other people to join in then they're like oh it's okay and it makes yeah it makes it seem a bit like a little party it's a communal yeah yeah it's a social gathering Mm -hmm. teamwork i read somewhere they call it teamwork building or team building exercises to eat together which was really bizarre to me but you know what that reminds me of actually You know I could go on about this for hours and hours and hours. Uh, when I lived in China, mm-hmm. I had a really hard time living there. I did not, I did, I, I did not. It was a very difficult time. Mm-hmm. It was there for six months. But one of the worst parts about the whole thing is that in Chinese culture, they drink together mm-hmm. um, and for like a professional activity. Mm-hmm. And they, I think in some other Asian cultures as well, if you refuse to drink with your colleague, mm-hmm. it's a sign of like disrespect mm-hmm. and that you don't trust them. Mm-hmm. And so you, they basically forced me to drink. Yeah. Like my colleagues would just force me yeah. and force me and force me to drink. And it was, um, it was super obviously unhealthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was terrible. I hated it. I mean, I drink, but... Not that much. It was mm-hmm. crazy. I mean, one time I was out to dinner with the principal of the mm-hmm. school, and um, I was teaching English, and we were, no, we were out to lunch, not mm-hmm. dinner, and he kept giving me beer, kept trying to make me drink beer, drink beer, drink beer, and there was only one other person that spoke English a little bit, Chinese mm-hmm. woman. Her name was Cece. She was my only friend, and um, I told Cece, I said, tell the principal he's got two choices. I can either go and teach my classes this afternoon, and I, or I can drink with him right now, mm-hmm. but I cannot do both. Mm-hmm. No joke, I swear to you, he looked at me and said, cancel your class. Drink. Oh, my God. Wow. It was horrible, horrible, horrible. Wow. But anyway, it's kind of similar, you know, like, yeah. it's like this, like, sort of forced communal yeah. participation. Yeah. yeah. 
And if you don't want to, mm-hmm. you shouldn't have to. Yeah. No, I was talking to a friend once and she told me that this lady in her office would bring in a whole jar of cookies or whatever and say that she baked them mm-hmm. and she would put them on the table or put them on your desk on a tissue mm-hmm. and she would literally eye you until you try it and then as soon as she sees you try it she would come to you and say did you like them and if you don't try them she would come and remind you of them being there and tell you what you don't want to try my baked goods like I cooked them fresh this morning and like try and guilt her into eating it and at one point my friend was like is she trying to like make me gain weight is this on purpose she actually started thinking that and doubting her initial you know intention behind it it seemed to me like from what the psychologists say is there's different like intentions behind Mm -hmm. it like depending on the person Mm -hmm. some of it I think is is that Mm -hmm. like actually sort of sabotaging someone else some of it I think is like these guilt feelings Mm -hmm. I think sometimes it really truly could be out of kindness. Yeah, I think sometimes... Definitely. No, definitely. It's out of kindness. Like Katie is definitely out of kindness. Most she, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Katie is in our office. She is yeah. definitely out of kindness. Yeah. Um, but... Um, and and <laughs> let's be fair to Katie. <laughs> we didn't exactly put our foot down. No. No. Not, no. <laughs> um, but I, there was some nice suggestions I read. Should we get into the suggestions or you have some stats for us? Well, yeah, just before we get into that, just so, I mean, a lot of people wouldn't think that this is a serious issue, but apparently, so Professor Brian, the director of nutritional science at Cornell University, um, during one of his studies found out that female secretaries ate 5.6 times more if chocolate was placed on a nearby desk and you know what I also read about mm-hmm. that is when there's like a communal candy jar or chocolate mm-hmm. jar or whatever mm-hmm. when, if it's a clear jar yeah it goes way faster exactly. than if it's like yeah. an opaque because like if it's in your vision in your sight then yeah. you would get more yeah yeah so and um, also the same professor found out that office workers sitting near glass dishes mm-hmm, mm. filled with sweets ate seventy one percent more or seventy seven calories more per day. God. Yeah. Well, not seventy percent, seventy one percent more, maybe over a year or so, but seventy seven calories per day. Yeah, seventy seven no, calories yeah, per day yeah, more. Yeah. I would think it would even be higher than that yeah. because I know me when like when, when call, well when we had we had those visitors. Where are they from? Estonia. Oh What's yeah. a Bulgarian? Estonia. No, Estonia. Estonia, yeah. Yeah, so they brought some Estonian chocolates mm-hmm. in for us, and I had forgotten about them for a day or two. <laughs> we finished the box in like a day. <laughs> Maximum. And oh, then, man. I won't name names, but accidentally, one of our Muslim colleagues started eating the chocolates with us, and we didn't realize there was um, cognac yeah. in the chocolates. Sorry. Yeah. She said sorry. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um. So as for another statistics, let's make this the last one. Um, Desk-based workers in British offices actually put on an average of 4.5 kilograms during their first year of employment. Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw. Can you imagine? That's crazy. That's crazy. And that's on average. So some people put on even more than that. Yeah, I mean, let's. You know, we should strive to make our workplaces positive, healthy, motivating environments where, you know, people don't feel pressure. I mean, work is hard enough as it is. I mean, you already have pressures from work. So, you know, and first of all, it doesn't seem like we should really be adding extra Mm -hmm. unnecessary pressure to Mm -hmm. what can already be a challenging environment. And also, you know, if you're eating 
nourishing, healthy foods, you're going to have an easier time doing your exactly. work. Exactly. And it's it's just it's upsetting because sometimes it's upsetting because when you're busy doing doing like a particular task and you see snacks around you, it's really easy easy to just like reach out for one and munch on it without really giving it a thought. And you don't even get the chance to really enjoy exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. And I think like cheat meals like this or cheat snacks mm-hmm. and whatnot, like indulging in something every now and then is nice if you can enjoy it. Yeah. Not and just like not sensibly. I know? think it's actually healthy yeah. because if you, I, rem- I remember reading a long time ago mm-hmm. about something called, um, what was it called? Something like um, resistance fatigue. Oh yeah. I think we talked about yeah, this where it's like, as you as your body and your mind get more and more tired mm-hmm. throughout the day, mm-hmm. your ability to resist mm-hmm. and to maintain your self-control diminishes. Like this is a well-established thing. Yeah. So it makes perfect sense mm-hmm. because when you get tired, mm-hmm. you've got a reduced ability to 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 control yourself. Um, which is incidentally one of the things that we're gonna focus on in the yoga class. Yeah. On, on self-control mm-hmm. through pranayama and meditation and Perfect. things like that. And yeah. I don't think that, like, a focus on self-control... I, I don't think self-control is the right word, actually, because I think it should be a change of thinking. Like, mm-hmm. we shouldn't have to control ourselves mm-hmm. from chocolates and sweets. We should want to eat Healthy. apples yeah. and, you know, nuts. Exactly. We should flip it to the positive. Yeah. Rather than having to control, control ourselves from this is bad and this is bad, this mm-hmm. is bad, we should flip it and be like, I'm super excited. To eat this apple, this green juicy apple. Right, know? because yeah. it's going to make me feel good. Yeah. It's going to nourish me. And there's a lot of foods that we don't realize really zap our energy, like pizza, like all the white starch, definitely, you know. Definitely, definitely. And it is a lot psychological, you know. It, mm-hmm. It's really psychological. Like, And this is another topic, but... Definitely. Yeah. And things like... Um, pizzas and sugars and those kinds of junk foods that we just sort of snack on all the time it not only has deleterious effects on our work and productivity mm-hmm. in the day but it has really harmful effects on the body exactly and especially if you have co-workers or colleagues that are diabetic or have any kind of disease that is can be managed through their nutritional intake I think we should be a bit more mindful of that and take care instead of like forcing our colleagues to, or guilting them into eating what we bring into the office. Yeah, so how do we fix this? Like, what do we do? Um, I think we should encourage people to be a, be a bit more vocal, mm-hmm. you know? Like, people shouldn't feel embarrassed to say no. I always feel embarrassed to yeah. say no. Like, even if it's not in the office, if I'm, yeah. if I'm out to dinner or something mm-hmm. with people and everyone else is ordering dessert, mm-hmm. I feel compelled. Like, I almost feel... I don't know. I feel like it's cultural to some mm-hmm. extent. Because, like, where I grew up in Iowa, mm-hmm. in the Midwest of the United States, on the Mississippi River, like, eating... Like, they're not, like skinny, mm-hmm. health-conscious mm-hmm. people. Like, mm-hmm. we grew up eating, you know, butter and potatoes and pork mm-hmm. and all kinds of, like, super, like, fatty things. Mm-hmm. And I, it's almost like I feel as if I'm trying to come across as better than mm-hmm. someone else when I say, no, I don't want yeah. that. So you feel guilty about I it. I feel guilty yeah. about it. Like, I think I, I, like, I'm too good for mm-hmm. this. Like, oh, mm-hmm. like, I'm, like, hoity-toity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because, like, in my culture, like 
we eat. Yeah, and it's the same thing for us Arabs. Like, if I go back to my grandparents' house in Jordan, yeah. it's going to be the same thing. Like, if I don't finish my meal and I finish what else they put on my plate without my consent, yeah. it's just like, what are you doing, Noan? Like, how disrespectful, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you not like my food? Mm-hmm. But I guess we just have to toughen up and, and say no mm-hmm. sometimes, you know? And because we can do it, like, respectfully and yeah. kindly. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's also about, like, like shui shui, as mm-hmm. they say, little by little, mm-hmm. changing the culture yes, within definitely. our little our little micro culture within our office. Yeah. So, like, even if someone's bringing in sweets and chocolates mm-hmm. and stuff, if another person, a different person, and maybe it should come from the top, maybe it should be the leadership or mm-hmm. or any of the staff, mm-hmm. if they come in and they always have a bowl of nuts or they have fresh fruit available, and it's like, then when some people are eating pastries mm-hmm. and another person can stand around and eat. Uh, tangerine with them but you're still eating you're exactly. still standing you're still in the circle yeah. yeah you're yeah. still taking the little yeah. mini break exactly. from the day yeah or I mean what could happen is whoever wants to bring in snacks to the office can be mindful and bring in something sugar free if someone else is diabetic yeah. or something healthy or just decide to bring in healthy snack of like hummus and yeah cut cucumbers and carrots once and in a everybody while. would yeah honestly everybody would be happier exactly or confine it to like one day per week yeah i read yeah. something about that too i really liked it and even if the office fear is still bringing in every mm-hmm. day if you give yourself mm-hmm. like internally you give yourself a one day a week mm-hmm. limit maybe it's on friday mm-hmm. or something you know like whatever it's like your sort of splurge day and then you can tell mm-hmm. everybody like oh you know what today i'm really focusing on um eating healthy but yeah. i'm with you on fridays yeah, i'm taking definitely. fridays off yeah yeah i like i like mm-hmm. that idea because it's more realistic it's more sustainable because yeah. you can't say no all the time because i mean you do want exactly. sweet stuff sometimes and yeah. that's okay yeah, and remember the point you brought up about like the opaque jar instead of yeah. like the clear jar? Yeah. Maybe people can just bring stuff in in a covered or more sealed yeah. kind of container or tubware or something. Yeah, yeah, just to be a little bit more discreet. Yeah. What else? Hmm. It's really funny. Yesterday I was um, looking up online about office feeders and I found this comic about the different types of office feeders and their tactics. So we have here the dismissive and it goes like, come on, one more bite won't kill you. I'll leave it some on your desk, Mm -hmm. which is really irritating. You know, like you feel like you're forced. It's so passive aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. Just one bite. One bite won't kill you. Like... (laughs) And then the offended. Which, by the way, mm-hmm. Katie's kind of the dismissive. Kind of, yeah, kind of. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, she has no weight problems of her own. So but also think, no ill intent. Yeah. yeah. No, no, definitely yeah, not. Definitely but I don't not. think... It's difficult because some people just don't realize the harm of it, I yeah. guess. You know what well, I mean? Well, because you and me both struggled with our weight. Exactly, like, definitely, it's, yeah. It's... It can be so hard, so damn hard. Go ahead with the rest of the types. Okay, well, uh, the offended. You must try some. My daughter and I baked them over the weekend. You have to try some. You're such a (laughs) mm -hmm, (laughs) Mm -hmm. family show. How dare you? Like, you really have to try. I baked them. I took all this time to bake them, and you won't even have a bite? Who asked you to do that? (laughs) Exactly. Um, The alarmist. That can't be healthy. So you think she's going to talk about, like, cookies or cake. How do you eat salad every day? That's not healthy. I'm How right? can eating salad every day possibly not be but healthy? Believe it or not, that's happened to me. Like, you know, with my green juices every day. Right. 
I've actually had people tell me, really? Is that what you drink every day as a snack? Is that really healthy? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Micronutrients. Yeah. <laughs> I've got two words for you. Micronutrients. <laughs> and um, last but not least, the exasperated. You can't avoid cake for the rest of your life. It's only for Bob's promotion. Come on, just today. Well, that's kind of the point. It's only for Bob's promotion. Yeah. And it depends on like how big your office is or how many people work there. But it's kind of like birthdays. It's mm-hmm. like... So our office is small. We have obviously only like three or four people Mm -hmm. in our actual office. Mm -hmm. But as you know, we have 115 Mm -hmm. volunteers. Mm -hmm. And birthdays. Mm -hmm. Come on. You cannot possibly eat cakes and and cupcakes for everybody's birthday. Dude, it's really funny because like for my friends, most of my friends now understand when I don't want to eat cake on a certain, you know, birthday or whatever Mm -hmm. kind of um, celebration it is. But sometimes... I do get the occasional, come on, it's my birthday, just one bite, come on, just one piece, just today, you know, you can go back to your diet tomorrow or your lifestyle tomorrow, it's okay, come on, you know, so. But you shouldn't put that pressure on anybody for anything, you know, just let people, let people be. And, and like, since when does me eating cake mean I love you, you know? Right, well, that's what I was just thinking, it's like, my whole life, Mm -hmm. food was a treat. Exactly. You know, if you do something special mm-hmm. you get a good grade mm-hmm. then you get to go out for a special dinner yeah. or you know i mean like food was always mm-hmm. a treat and i to this day i'm struggling with my weight you mm-hmm. know i mean i some day some days or weeks or years are better than mm-hmm. others and but i keep sort of examining my own life and habits mm-hmm. and and thoughts mm-hmm. importantly mm-hmm. and i'm trying to figure out what other activity I can use what else can I do that will make me feel like I'm getting a treat Mm -hmm. that something is special and like sure I can go and get a massage or you know something like that but it's a lot more effort and Mm -hmm. work and money Mm -hmm. to go get a massage than it is to just you know eat some cookies and like I think it's I think it's cultural in a lot of cultures I think we we deal with Mm -hmm. this but like um, I also think it's a culture of gender. Mm-hmm. I think that um, a lot of times women and girls uh, emotional eat, emotionally oh, eat yeah, more than That's more than so men That's sometimes. So true, yeah. um, and I, I was actually reading something about that even during like in the office. Yeah. Girls and women are more tempted to actually reach out for the snacks than men. Like I feel like men have more self control. No, I feel like men have less pressure. Yeah. Like that's a true. guy isn't gonna walk up to a guy and be like, Yo, dude, like you, you gotta to eat do, some yeah. cupcakes that I made for my birthday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. because like women, like, um, you know, we've yeah. been socialized mm-hmm. in many most societies mm-hmm. to believe that cooking and baking is a mm-hmm. women's realm and so if you've done it well then you've been a good woman a good wife of course this is all bullshit (laughs) um you're incidentally for the listeners both ron and myself are like the biggest feminists on the planet (laughs) (laughs) and i love to cook just also one more thing for the record feminism is not about not cooking it's about choice exactly exactly. so if you love baking then by all means bake bake, away but for men it's like i feel like they have also less pressure to be thin. 
Mm-hmm. Right? And so there's like less of that, like, you think you're too good for me. Oh, dude, if you, I can go on about that. I mean, I had, yes, less pressure to be thin. I mean, I had a cousin once who's actually overweight. Mm-hmm. And a guy? He had, yeah. And, and he had the audacity to tell me, like, oh, well, it doesn't matter that I'm overweight because I'm a man, but you're a girl. You need to take care of your figure. What was there? I remember years ago I saw a comic strip. I'm never going to be able to na- remember the name of the mm-hmm. comic strip. But it was like a husband and wife cartoon character. They literally look identical. Mm-hmm. They had like skinny legs mm-hmm. and uh, a like big the apple belly. Shape. Yeah, the apple shape. Yeah. They had a big belly, um, and they were on their way to the beach. Mm-hmm. And sh- and they both had like um, I think shorts on, mm-hmm. and she had on um, like a tank top mm-hmm. or a bikini top maybe. Mm-hmm. And then the guy character had no shirt on. But they were literally identical. Their mm-hmm. body shape was identical. But mm-hmm. the caption coming from the man character was like, are you really going to go out in public like that? Mm-hmm. But they were literally, their bodies were identical, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned something about the green juices that I think we should touch on. Mm-hmm. Juices, however, unfortunately, a lot of times people don't realize if they're not done right, they can really sugar. kill you. Yeah, because yeah. they have so much sugar. Yeah. And when and it's, it's free been... free sugar. Yeah, because it's when, it, when it's been juiced, all the fiber's gone. You exactly. know? So as long as, obviously, you're drinking green mm-hmm. ones, with yeah. what do you put in it? So I usually go for kale, yeah. cucumber, a lemon, mm-hmm. and celery. Mm-hmm. And I add, add a lot one of, apple or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's usually, it has to be like 80% vegetables right. and then like 20% fruit just to like mask the taste of the green and most of and cucumbers yeah. are a really good way yeah. to do that because and they're almost all water exactly and when you add mint and lemon it usually mm. masks any taste so sometimes you don't really need to add the apple but i do like the sweetness from yeah the i apple. usually add one apple yeah. i don't do a lot of juicing i go up and down with juicing mm-hmm. um but a lot of people don't realize it and they think like oh juice is healthy mm-hmm. and it's literally you may as well oh, be no. drinking a coca-cola exactly. no definitely you have to really pay attention to how you're preparing well them. speaking of juices too mm-hmm. then it gets so tricky you go to starbucks mm-hmm. you order like what a caramel latte oh, macchiato you walk away with 400 calories yeah, yeah, i remember yeah. back when i was living in um, manhattan there was a big huge public and it was when i was in public health school mm-hmm. so there was a big huge public health campaign all over the metros the mm-hmm. subways there mm-hmm. was like big huge like colorful posters that said something like are you drinking your calories mm-hmm. and then it would have pictures of like standard juices like a Gatorade mm-hmm. and like a Starbucks whatever caramel mm-hmm. macchiato blah, blah, blah. Um, and all the different sort of standard juices and it had the calorie postings underneath it but here's another interesting thing i learned in public health school um, it's a friend of mine called Soma. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Soma if you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) She always used to say, ah, Soma. (laughs) Anyway, so I think it was Soma who was involved in this study looking at um, another public health measure that the city had put into place recently, Mm -hmm. which was a calorie posting. Mm -hmm. So all chain restaurants, not not independent small restaurants, Mm -hmm. but all chain restaurants, they had to have all calorie postings next to yeah. each item of food. Yeah. So it was like one small box of french fries is whatever, 160 mm-hmm. calories. A medium is 260, mm-hmm. like this. But what the student group at NYU, what they found out during their research is that those calorie postings were only helpful and effective and useful for the people who were already intentionally exactly. watching the calories exactly. because because people who didn't know and Just weren't... Just didn't care. No, it wasn't that they didn't care. They had no concept of oh, how yeah. many calories you should you eat should in a eat. day. Yeah, that's... Okay. So the way that my okay. friends like underwent this study is they... Mm-hmm. I think they were in the Bronx, actually. They were in... Um, they went to sort of lower um, inner city communities. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. where obesity and diabetes is mm-hmm. a really big problem mm-hmm. and they have what's called food deserts mm-hmm. where there's literally nowhere to buy healthy food. Yeah. Like all there is is bodegas and cold stores yeah. all over the place. So yeah. all you can buy is packaged food and liquor. It's mm-hmm. terrible. We call this a food desert. Okay. Anyway, so they went into these communities and they had like clickers. Like they would click, click, click and they would stop every fifth person on the street. And they their question was something like, um, you know, hi, I'm from NYU, we're doing mm-hmm. this study, you know, they introduce themselves, they get consent, and they say, you know, would you be willing to answer a couple of questions? Mm-hmm. And the main question was around, they wanted to gain the understanding of whether or not the average person in these mm-hmm. inner city communities actually knew how many calories they should be eating in a day. Mm-hmm. So they would say, how many calories do you think you should eat in a day? Mm-hmm. The answers varied from anywhere from like 50 calories a day to 5,000 calories. Wow. People just don't know. They just don't know. They, they literally no just, idea. they have no they idea. 50 calories or no. 5,000. They have no idea. And wow. so then if you make it even more complicated, because then it's like, okay, then why are we looking at fats? Are we looking at saturated mm-hmm. fats? Are we looking at unsaturated? People have no idea. And then mm-hmm. if you want to talk about like how many grams of protein should mm-hmm. people have in a day? How many grams they of fiber? Yeah. Completely clueless. Mm-hmm. So although the calorie postings are a good good idea and I really liked it because then I could just walk into like uh, Chipotle Mm -hmm. and I could see like what the calories are of what I was buying but I was already paying attention yeah exactly you know I wasn't one that I wasn't the one that needed help Mm -hmm. um you know and another thing um tooth decay yeah I mean yeah no that's Especially with children and stuff. Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. And, and with people in inner city communities as mm-hmm. well, if they don't have access to dental care mm-hmm. and if they're eating all this extra sugar, I mean, it's no joke. And no, definitely not. And I remember my grandma always used to tell me um, growing up, always take care of your teeth and your eyes because you can't replace them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so I want to go back to a couple of other things. I remember we were talking about like, in the office culture mm-hmm. of like um, like sharing mm-hmm. the food. It's like you're an outsider if you don't share into the to the food. You feel like an outcast. You feel like an outcast. Yeah. And yeah. you know what you know what else that happens? Smoking. Definitely. You know the smoke Smoking. breaks. Exactly. You just gather and you have like conversations over that. Exactly. And you feel like you're the only one left in the office. You're not smoking. So you're doing good for yourself but you're also like Doing, what if the boss smokes? Yeah, yeah. You know, and then, and yeah. then like, there's colleagues, yeah. some coworkers are going out with the boss, and mm-hmm. then they're getting all buddy-buddy. Yeah. Did you, do you remember that Friends episode? Oh, my God. I was yes. literally just thinking about yes. that Chandler. Exactly. There was, like, a friend. And I thought it was, I thought it was, oh, um, what's her name? Monica? Rachel. Rachel, Rachel. I think yeah, it was yeah. Rachel. Yeah. Like, she didn't smoke, or was it Chandler? I don't remember. No, Chandler, okay, Chandler was a smoker. He kind of quit. I quit because he got with Monica and then like he would okay. just sneak a cigarette every now and then okay. but I remember I just remember there was an episode I, I can't remember which one. I thought it was Rachel but I don't maybe, know maybe it was Chandler maybe, where like be. her whole office smoked yeah and so they would go out and like but she didn't go out to smoke with him and like everyone who was going out with the boss to smoke would get a promotion and they'd make all these like side deals but Mm -hmm. Rachel didn't smoke so she tried to start smoking with them just to get just to get in good with the boss yeah Yeah. and it's kind of the same with the Mm -hmm. snacks and everything you know especially when like your boss is the office feeder and you feel like they're gonna get insulted or you know well I mean let's be honest I mean you may spend more time with your colleagues than anybody else you're eight hours a day plus you know um yeah what else you got um, that's about it. Yeah, I think we covered a lot of the 
topics we read about, yeah. Yeah, so, okay, so just, I guess, to close, um, mm-hmm. we'll be releasing another podcast right alongside with this, mm-hmm. um, which is going to be our yoga class. I'll be doing a full-length audio-instructed yoga class mm-hmm. to relate to this topic. So mm-hmm. we're going to do, we're going to focus on self-awareness and self-control. That's amazing. So, yeah. uh, well, cool, good job. You too. Yeah, yeah. fun first podcast. Yeah. This was so much fun. All right, guys, so thanks excited. everybody for listening. Thank and you. We will chat with you next week. Yes. Bye. Bye.